Hello and welcome back to From the B.O.L. End. I'm Simon Evans and with me is uh, Chris Borden, Paul Woodhouse, Justin Connolly. And unfortunately, we've not got Andrew Greaves, our eternal optimist, with us for a perf- show that would have been uh, rather valedictory for him, really, after that Luton <laughs> performance. But unfortunately, he's under the weather. He's Greavesy. We wish him all the best and quick recovery. Um, he's a bit of a doubt for the Chelsea game, though. It could be a game-time decision, that one. But... Um, mm. He's going to miss out on us talking about something. It's a different mood, isn't it? I can I can smell that sweet smell of victory in the virtual studio here. I mean, Justin Connolly, I mean, we've yes. got three points. We've got three points. Well, it is three points, isn't it? Two goals. Wonderful stuff. Uh, a massive relief to me. Must be an even bigger relief to the players and company. Um not least because now we can stop talking about the fact that we've not won a game and start thinking about, you know, where we go from here. Um, I mean, I I have to say, I can't say that it wasn't quite a difficult watch, particularly at that second half. Um, But I think that was more down to the way Luton played than the way we played. It's horrible stuff, really. Uh, But I I mean, in the first half, I thought we played played well. I thought we played some really good stuff. Amdouni could have had a couple of goals. Um, if he keeps getting chances like that, he's going to get. He's going. You know, the goals will come for him. And we, we should really have killed him off in that first half. I thought. Um, so it was, it was a bit of a relief when we got that goal eventually, just before half time. Fantastic finish from uh, Foster again. Ran straight down the middle. Nice assist from Berger, but it uh, was the ultimate straight line goal, <laughs> wasn't it? Because it was a straight line from yep. the back all back. the way down. Yeah, all the way through. Even the um, shot was pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was a quite, you know, it, it was a quality finish, quality moment, and then that second half came, didn't it? And uh, we knew that there was going to be a bit of a barrage, a bit of an onslaught going on, and it, it seemed inevitable that they were going to score. And they did, but mm. uh, bounced back straight away. I mean, Woody, what a moment that was to respond to the goal with uh, that that wonder strike. For everybody who caught it, yeah. Because Peacock have had another nightmare. <laughs> we were just basically like... Cameraman did it on my feet. Looked around and we'd bagged, you know, which is awfully decent. <laughs> but if you if you actually look at the build-up to that goal from the kickoff, it's a lovely little move, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's an exquisite little move, including, like, the finish. So we've got another Benson on his books. But, um, it was very Benson esque, yes, wasn't it? That's literally all we've got. I've got Benson written down here as well. Yeah. <laughs> not saying he'd have kept it out, but uh, Kaminsky, uh, well, we loved scoring against last season, particularly uh, enjoyed seeing mm. him in the back of the net when Barnsley scored. Yeah. But, uh, the, he's gone with his. His left hand, which seems mm. the modern goalkeeping way, you know, you, when you think this, it make more sense to go with, with your right. I don't know whether they get more. They feel Feels they more natural more. to go with your right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But the, sort of the modern way seems to be to go with that uh, that top hand rather than the the, the bottom hand. But I mean, mm. it's it's not quite slap bang in the corner. But I think it beats him either either way. But I think there was nine something like nine passes in the move and like six or seven. Uh, players involved from goalkeeper, you know, all the mm-hmm. way, you know, J Rod, etc. And uh, it's, I said, I mean, the, the lad looks a player, doesn't he? Brun Larson, he's you know, he's got a decent mm. pedigree, and I'd be surprised if he's not starting on Saturday. 
Yeah, you'd think he's got to be he's got to be in contention for a spot on the wing. I mean, it was another it was another quite sort of tough game for Collie Osho, wasn't it, really? Who who's made such a bright start this season. Um Greg Berhalter, the USA coach, uh, just earlier on today was uh, saying that he's in conversations with him and uh, TBD where he's on his national team allegiances <laughs> and we'll see uh, see what comes of that but uh, but it, but he, he did he did sort of struggle a bit didn't he i mean he he didn't he didn't seem to get the space to to get at people the way he can and it, it does feel like it's coming to the time where that that rest idea that we were talking about with Osho, that he probably needs a a little breather that Brune Larson's there as a ready-made replacement, would he? Yeah, it's why we've got 56 wingers, isn't it? You know, he's, he's very direct, is the lad. And like we've noticed over these past few weeks, that once you get a little bit tighter to him, the less effective he actually is. You know, and I think it is time uh, to let Brune Larson have a go and let him then then let Kaliosho scare the living bejesus out of anybody. With 20 minutes left, it's a nice option to have, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, we've we've had some whinges on this uh, show over the last couple of weeks. There's been plenty to whinge about, to be fair. So let's let's really focus a little bit on the positives from that. I mean, the obvious one is we're playing a team whose style of football was similar to Wimbledon Crazy Gang era, mm. uh, whacking it down the middle, pump, pumping it into the box, and you know we coped with it, didn't we? I mean, we showed we can we can handle and, and battle and still do the sort of ugly stuff that you need to do to win a game like that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true. I thought, like company says, people think they know how we're going to play, but we, we can mix it up and battle if we have to. Um, you know, we went a bit longer with the ball, didn't we? Trafford wasn't knocking it out to the full-backs or the centre-halves. He was pitting it longer a, a, a bit more because of their pressing. And we did have our backs to the wall and, and it did look like we can cope. Obviously... They did get that goal, which was disappointing. Um, but we showed we showed that last year in a few games, didn't we, that we can mix it up and we can do the ugly wins. Obviously, we don't want to play like that all the time, but we know that we can if we have to and get results doing it. And that, by the way, company reacts to it. It looks to me like he really sort of enjoy the, enjoys those scrappy wins more than he does when we smash teams, you know. Yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, we forget sometimes that, you know, he was a big strapping centre-half, wasn't he? As, mm. as was Sean Dyche. I mean, he, he he's going to appreciate a physical battle. And, and and Jordan Bayer, for example, has come out of that game showing that, yeah, we all know how good he is on the ball and he can bring the ball out and how smart he is as a cultured central defender. But he showed he could, he could mix it as well, Chris, yeah? Well, that's ultimately what... I mean, even in the modern game, you have to be able to to do that. You've got to be able to compete aerially, compete physically, and uh, I say the probably the one area you look at the Burnley defence, you know, with a big question mark is set plays. If you can restrict those, you're not so bad. But in in open play, like I said, they, they, you know, they, they they've got pace, they've got height. You know, they're not they're not you know, <laughs> nine stone weaklings, are they, at centre-back? And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it is nice to be able to sort of, you, you do enjoy those where you've had to really graft and dig deep, rather than one of those days where it's free-flowing and everything comes off and the little tricks and flicks are coming out. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're almost harder-earned, those. And uh, I think everyone, everyone of a Burnley persuasion was kicking the cat with four minutes to go. And then... <coughs> That's 
that's the you know football even in the VAR age where we can't celebrate goals to instantly you know within six, 60 seconds transform well transform your season effectively I mean, it's even even a point I think people would have been disappointed with yeah you would have, you would at the end of that game have been disappointed with a one one I don't know there was something I mean I, I I like the way that we're trying to play and I like the way teams who who play possession football play. I've enjoyed, you know, when I was covering Man City a lot, I enjoyed watching that kind of football. But I found this strange feeling of satisfaction when Charlie Taylor's looking up and just putting it into, like, row D. <laughs> it can't be more than row D at Kenilworth Road, really, can it? But, it, like, but it's just this feeling of, like... That's the, that's the roof, yeah. We're in stoppage time. Just stick it in stand. It's like, you know, and I and I doubt yeah. very much that company was on his back about that either. Because he's not an ideologue. <laughs> well, well, what about Guard, Guardiola? I mean, Guardiola was applauding City playing into the into the corners. Right? Was it the 1-0 at Turf where Aguero forced the ball over the line by, you know, a matter of inches or whatever? And he was urging them to, you know, get it in the corner by the corner flag and... He, when he brought on he like two centre halves and subs, yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, needs must, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and we we've spoken about fine margins, haven't we? These past two weeks against Forest, obviously VAR, etc. And it seemed that that turned a little bit, didn't it? On uh, on Tuesday night, we kind of got that decision, which could have been a penalty. Bears mm. run through, definitely got his ankle. You know, and that could have been given in a different, in a different universe. And then after you've seen them given out, yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, basically, a minute argued, after, yeah. when you and you would, and maybe last week you'd have seen. I think we'd have been on the end of a, a two-one whooping. There was only one team going to win that game that had the momentum, and then we suddenly spoiled it all by just going down the other end and bagging. You know, but I think we could have seen a very, very different game had we not scored immediately. And obviously that penalty had been given, but them's is a fine margin, isn't it? And we deserve them. Exactly. The only thing was, I mean, Morris, like I say, he does catch his ankle first and then the ball. I I, I don't know whether he intends to or whether it's just, his his hands go up, Morris, and his feet spread. And whether the, you know, to me, those are telltale signs of simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whether you know whether 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 the assist, but again, you know they've got the opportunity to look at it again. It can work against you. You're right. It can work. Yeah. I think refs can spot that, even though there's been contact. And maybe if if you're playing for it, the refs will just think, oh, you know, the first reactions, and then VAR doesn't get involved. Thankfully, otherwise they freeze frame that contact on the ankle yeah, and we're doomed. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was more of a penalty than than Alder Keels on uh, against Newcastle. It was much more in the other direction. I thought. I mean, Alder Keel got a lot more on the ball than, uh, than, yeah. than in, in this in this incident. Um, but I do, I just think like it, neither of them were sort of clear and obvious errors, which which is what they what they're trying to correct, isn't it? So you know you have to say it was both of them with a with the sort of right decision. It, it, if it had gone either way, you wouldn't have complained. So what you just go with what what they decide on the pitch, don't you? In that case, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, the other big positive was Foster coming back into the team, and we'd we'd all expected him to make a, a positive impact, and we were saying how his stock had grown while he was out of the team. But he he mm. did make an impact, didn't he? 
I thought he had a fantastic game as usual. He's very, very strong on the ball. He's, he, he seems like a, a maybe he's had maybe it's having a preseason under his belt, but he, he seems like he's much stronger than he was last season on the ball. Mm. Um, he's quick as well, isn't he? Um, he? He's got it. He's got it all going. I, I mean, obviously he fits that profile, um, and and the stats are obviously proving to be correct on him because. Um, he, he he looks he looks like a, a a much better player in the Premier League than he did in the Championship, which uh, sometimes happens the other way around, doesn't it? So, um, I, I'm, I, how many goals has he got now? Three in how many games has he played? Four, you know that's not a bad plus return. The, uh, plus the one, plus the Forest one, sharp yeah. off, yeah. <laughs> plus the Forest one, which we're counting. <laughs> no, but it, I think oh. it's a good point you make there that he signed in the middle of the season, didn't he? And 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 and. Uh, I think that's probably underestimated how difficult that is to not only join a new club in January, but to switch leagues completely and mm. come into a completely different level and everything. Um, so he probably he probably has really benefited from from this. I mean, he looks a completely different player, really, doesn't he? I mean, mm. none of those things you just highlighted did did we really look at last season and yeah. go, oh, you know, but he's quick and he's and strong. I mean, and credit to credit to Vincent. Credit to Vincent for like sticking with him and and and. and playing him through it because we were all thinking, weren't we, towards the end of last season that maybe this lad hasn't got it, you know, and he was just getting played for being a, for the sake of playing him. But now we've seen, like we said, a complete turnaround. And so fair play to the, you know, management team, coaching team, etc., for getting that out of him. He did say in the documentary, didn't he, there's that bit where companies saying like, you're asking me why did we spend so much on this guy, Lyle mm-hmm. Foster? Believe me, next season you'll be saying, how did we get him so cheap? And actually, I think you're already at that point. He looks a bit yep. better than a nine million striker. Yeah, definitely. Well, if he, yeah. if he, if he gets double figures, you know there'll be you know the clubs that clubs higher up that Premier League table come calling mm-hmm. like like uh, yeah. you know take it back to Burnley's first season at this level with uh, I don't think Stephen Fletcher quite got there, but he'd done enough to get a, a you know a move to what on paper was a you know a team higher up. Uh, you know, higher up the pecking mm. order as such, but uh, I think we we saw glimpses, didn't we? Like, you know, particularly of his ball carrying, but often he, he sort of when he did play, he would play on the left hand side, and uh, it you know it wasn't often deployed through the middle because of you know the success of Barnes and Teller, etc. That's true. But, yeah, uh, we watched him mm. against Fleet Fleetwood when he did play through the middle, but I mean they were pretty much all rotten that night. It was a poor display against. You know, ten, well, what was ten men for most of the game, and uh, you did wonder then because you know, every second touch was a tackle, and uh, you wondered what we've got. But he's not come from, you know, like a like an a, an Anderlecht or a, you know one of the big hitters in Belgium. It was it Vestalo, you know. So it's a fantastic spot. He's he's you see you know you're not a, you know they're not one of the great international countries. In terms of football, South Africa, but you know, if you, you know Mug, if you're an international footballer, they've seen the raw, the raw ability there, and he thinks I can work with you. Bellamy can work with you, and we'll, we'll turn you into a proper player. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. See, I quite like the chant as well. I have to say, it's not often like a good original <laughs> sort of chant that brings a slight smile to your face when you hear it. I mean, the waka waka, 
Uh, he's come from Africa. You expect it. You expect it. Lyle, Lyle Foster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is. It is quite funny seeing that video clip where there's like lots of balding, grain middle-aged men singing a Shakira song. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what the lyrics are. The but but the lad himself, no doubt, the lad himself hears that and he's lifted. He must oh, yeah. be. You know, he's come. He's come you know, to, you know, a strange land and a strange town, and uh, he's 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 the, he's the talisman now, isn't he? Exactly. You know, every bird, is, yeah. you know, yeah. they're the, the, the hanging their hats on him now every week. You know, we, they, you know, we miss him when he don't play, and when he does play, he's, he's been he's been our star man. I was listening to his post-match interview as well on the TV, and I'm starting to detect slight changes in his accent because when the first one I heard from him, he very much sounded like a South African, and now there's little bits coming in, little vowel usages and stuff like. You start to think, could this be a sort of Jan Mulby situation where Lyle Foster turns into like, yeah, there's definitely bits of like twang popping in there. Good lad, how do you like? Man of the match, then. Who, 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 who are we picking out as our standout performer in that one? Uh, start us off, Woody. Who are you picking? Uh, I think I might go for Berger. Both him and Cullen. I thought the, the midfield was uh, extremely good on Tuesday, but Berger overall is pretty much for that little dink pass, and he, he looked very good in spells overall, I thought. Mm-hmm. And that's after watching it four times, is it, Woody? <laughs> Only one and a half. The TV broke, exactly. <laughs> Change my mind by Friday. Oh yeah. uh, you can. Yeah. Cullen, you mentioned Cullen, and he, he he sort of responded. We we had a little bit of criticism mm. of Cullen on here, didn't we? And, and and wondering if he's got it at this level. But I thought I thought he did respond pretty well in that game. Um, just in your man of the match, uh, I'm, I've got to go. You've got to go for Berger as well. I think I think he had his best game for us so far. He, he was able to show off a, a range of passing. Um, showed what he can do if, if he gets in the right areas on the pitch. I think he did enjoy a bit more space than he might get in other games because they left him wide open in that first half, didn't they? It was ridiculous. Um, Cullen too, I, I, I thought he pulled the strings in the first half. Uh, second half, he was strong defensively. That that header off the line was was like a game-changing moment, wasn't it? Um so those two in the midfield, I thought were wonderful. But I think Berger, having had his best game for us, um, was was my top man. Boards? Yeah, Hattrick, Hattrick, Berge, Berger, how we're going to pronounce it. But uh, yeah, it's really you know, tough to pull off that. You know, the, it looks easy, doesn't it? The through ball for the uh, for the for the opening goal, but uh, he's got it. You know, everything, the weight of it, uh, you know, the placement is, is perfect. It, I think, I mean, you know, they got him for uh, what, sort of like twelve million or so due to his contract situation. We've got a twenty-five million pound footballer when he's bang at it, and uh, mm-hmm. I just, I think he's going to be a, you know, a, a, a big player. It gives you that, see that extra physicality, but he can play. You know, he's he's he, he can yeah. he's, he's good at carrying the ball. He can win it back. He can keep it. He's you know, he can nick your goal or two, and. Uh, I, yeah, so I remember speaking to someone within the club when he went to to Sheffield United, and they, they were keen on him then. They, they clocked him and uh, just simply couldn't do the the financials on it. So, uh, you know, for change of manager, you know, a bit more money in the pot, and he's he's, he's finally arrived and he's he's making himself uh, very much at home. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute the majority uh, decision of the the panel there, but I'll just I'll go with Jordan Bayer because I just thought he 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 had such a night there. He was under so much pressure all through the game with those long balls coming in and stuck at it and and did and did a really good job and showed the other side as we were saying the other side of his game as well. But absolutely, Sanderberger. Uh, looking like the player we'd hoped we'd signed, uh, didn't make an instant impact. But uh, let's be honest, it's it's never easy when players switch clubs and and come in. And and he was thrown into the team, I think, against City like two days after signing for us. So you know he's he's, he's doing he's doing pretty well. And that midfield looked 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 solid, didn't it? Let's let's just have a little uh, chat with our listeners now. We're asking for a little bit of feedback. We're always asking for feedback, and so when we get it, we should. Uh, respond to it a few questions coming in from uh twitter about a range of topics really um one of which is asking about uh it's from fgb or f bradshaw 61 who says given newcastle united's performance in the champions league against paris saint-germain were we all perhaps a little bit too harsh with our assessment of our performance against them given we were in the game for a long time and only brought down by two mistakes I guess another way of asking that question would be, um, are we better than Paris Saint-Germain? But um, <laughs> we, 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 did it. we put up a better show against Newcastle. It's a fair point, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, I think it is a reasonable point to make, but we don't know how good Paris Saint-Germain are, do we? That's, <laughs> that's the important thing to remember. And also, it's a different occasion, isn't it, for them? Uh, I would imagine uh, our, our game was a bit more like, you know, before the... The, the Lord Mayor's show for them. They were gearing up for that all week, weren't they? That big night at uh, St. James's Park, the first time yeah. back in European football. The atmosphere would have been... I mean, it's always, it's always a good atmosphere there, isn't it? Uh, and it's always quite an intimidating place to go. But I think... Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose um, it does put it in a better light when you see what ha- what's happened in the European game. But I'm always wary about comparing performances... Like that, it doesn't mean that we are better than Paris Saint-Germain, does it? Because it's a no. different performance, it's a different competition, it's a different kind of game. But it does give a bit of perspective to us losing there, doesn't it? When 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 yeah. Mbappe goes there and loses, yeah, yeah. And I think and I think it's obviously to to go there and only lose two nil is kind of better than what we imagined that might have happened. But I just think on the day, so many of our players underperformed, and we could have got something better something more out of that game yeah chris one for you this from ian lord if ekdal was fit would you play him instead of alder keel and if not why not uh no i'd stick with alder keel i know he's sort of he's he's turned for the goal the other night and uh you know there's there's some moments where he's you know he's learning on the job but uh I think that, that that recovery pace is absolutely critical at this level, and uh, you know Ekdal's very good, you know, p- you know, in terms of possession and uh, and bringing the ball out and p- picking a pass. I don't think Alda kills too far behind in that uh, in that sense. I said someone. I think we I think we said the uh, the other week after the United game. Oh, you know, a, a lot of his passes would have been sideways and backwards, but if you look at his uh, his pass map. It's very progressive, very surprisingly so. You know, more than Bayer actually on 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 the day, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I think this lad is is destined for for greatness. I really do. And I, I think uh, in the long term, 
you know, he's younger than Ekdal, and I, I, I just think he's got more. He's got the higher ceiling for me. Yeah, I tend to agree, and I'm a big fan of Ekdal, but I, I tend to agree. Maybe Ekdal's just a bit stronger, yeah, but um, but and 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 very good on the ball, as you say. But uh, I don't think Aldekiel's done anything deserves to be to be left out. Woody, one for you here. This is from Nicholas Ward. Quite a double question, really. I don't know if we're allowing them, but go on, we'll go for it. <laughs> Mistakes in recruitment this summer. Too many wingers, lack of striker behind Foster, and a central midfielder who can play alongside Cullen. Now, this seems to be his main point. Assume that was supposed to be Sander Berger, but he has thrived further, further forward. We're missing someone who can have the ball, particularly when we're under pressure. It was noticeable against Luton. This is a second comment. He's gone over the word length here. Noticeable against Luton. When we needed to take the sting out of it and control the ball, Cullen is really our only option. Brownhill's energy is great. We need someone, though, who can handle the ball and control the tempo more in situations like that. Pull that to pieces, Woody. Is yeah. that a question? Yes. <laughs> That's one of those dopey American questions where they just go on, on a, a little rant and they've answered the question themselves. Yes. The, the answer is to that. Yes. You think so? Yes. It's not Brownhill. Um, I mean, it's Brownhill at a push, isn't it? You know, you know perfectly well that he's not exactly the the the, the best at filling in that little hole at the back. Um, if we if we want to progress in, an, in another year or two, then we need to uh, improve in that area. I think because besides that, we don't actually have a lot of cover, do we? Mm. No, we don't. It's composure, I suppose, he's talking about, isn't it? Mm. Is that, Chris, do you think that's what Brownhill's missing from his game a bit, that sort of composure? That he, he gets about the park and does stuff, but... I don't think he's that type of player. You look at his reel, his, uh, Masengo looks tailor-made for that role. You know, maybe when... He, I know he's played yeah. for the uh, the mm. under-23s, maybe about developing his uh, his you know, his match fitness, etc., and uh, and bringing him through. But uh, no, Brown Brownhill to me has always been, you know. I mean, Sean used him as a as a number ten, which I, I, like Jeff Hendrick, I didn't think Hendrick was a ten either. You know, he's not. He don't don't get enough assists and don't get enough goals at this level. He's a five goal a season man in a championship, Brownell, and he's but he's but he's not a holding midfielder. He is. He's just one of those. You know, he's going to break up play, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, nick you nick you a couple of goals and 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 uh, create a couple of a couple of assists. But he's not going to sit there like Cullen and thread things together and everything goes through him and uh, you know, say dictating the tempo of a game. But no, no chance. Okay, so coming up after this break, we'll look ahead to the game against Chelsea and uh, and and look at our possibilities for can we pick up a second win? So, Justin, Chelsea at Turf Moor on Saturday. That's going yeah. to be uh, in that category of games that we say we're not expected to win, but that does feel like there's a little slither of opportunity mm. there given their form, doesn't it? Well, it's a real potluck what you get with Chelsea at the start of this season, isn't it? I think probably a bit like us, they're they're trying to find their feet, aren't they? We've got got a new manager who's trying to settle what what is a massive squad, some really talented players. Um so I think it's gonna take time for him to get it right. Um and hopefully the 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 win they had against uh, against Fulham on Monday night isn't isn't the start of him getting it right. Um 
I mean, they've lost games you might have expected them to win. Um, and that defeat at home to Forest has got to give us some hope, hasn't it? Um, I think... Uh, I think company talked in his press conference today about about this game being one of those games that, you know, we've lost it before we've even kicked a ball. But I'm I'm not sure about that. I think this is one of those, one of those games that isn't necessarily in that category. I think um, I think what they've got is they've got some the, the some of the other teams that are in that category have, have got they've got talented players, haven't they? Who can turn a game on their own. Uh, you just wonder if Mudrick's going to stop stop misfiring now he's got off the mark. Uh, I, I, although I noticed he went off at half time, didn't he, on Monday night, and was replaced by Ian Matson. Ian Matson, yeah, which was a, a strange one. Although he did, I did see that he, Matson had hit one against the post, hadn't he? Um, but I, you know, I, I just I think I think it's so difficult to call given their up and down form. I don't. I, I think there's hope for us there. It's not one of those games that we definitely aren't going to get get anything out of, but just depends which Chelsea turns up on the day, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Woody, your feelings about this one? Uh, Chilwell's out, isn't he? And right. James may or may not be back, so it may mean Matson winds up playing some form of left wing back for whatever reason. Like you say, Mudrick might be out. Uh, Casado obviously looks to be finding his legs in a Chelsea shirt. So I think, I don't know, you might have wanted to play them maybe a couple of weeks ago. Mm. They seem Mm. to have turned the corner a little bit. But, you know, optimist me, Greavesy me, may go for (laughs) for one-one draw. What do we think about Matson? Is he going to get some stick or will he get a good reception? I think there'll be a smattering, won't there? Yeah, I know he was fabulous for Burnley, and he's. Mm. I think it was a, a little, you know, a little over the top how it was portrayed. You know, he, he wants he wants to stick it out and and make a name for himself at Chelsea, which is, you know, why wouldn't mm. he? He's breaking into the. Uh, I hate calling him Netherlands. It'll always be Holland to me. Into into the, uh, <laughs> the you know the the senior squad. With, uh, Not a newfangled name. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's like it's all No, I can see why. You know, he'd obviously uh, had a had a solid uh, solid preseason, and Pochettino seemed to you know seemed to want him about the place. But uh, no, it's I said it'd be, be all oh, look if uh, if James is is fixed. I'd quite like to see. Any one of our wide players go at the lad Gusto. I think yeah. he, you know, mm-hmm. he's eminently, eminently beatable. Uh, but they're not, you know, you look at the Chelsea of old, and no matter what else was around them, they always had that core of what Czech, Terry, Lampard, Drogba. And that was, you know, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like unbeatable at times. But this, they've got a very, 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 very talented bunch of players and masses of potential. In the future, they could be sensational. But Right now, it's like some of this, you know, the, these young Burnley players. We don't quite know how good they're gonna be. It's uh, I say Mudrick's, you know, he says well, very much miss rather than hit so far. I like Conor Gallagher. He, he just, you know, that that energy he gives them. You know, he might not be as as, as cultured a footballer as, uh, you know, say to to pick on those that have gone before, like a Lampard or something like that. But his energy gives you something else. You know, when you're not at the when you're not at the races and he's like snapping into players and winning the ball back and uh, 
you know, like like Joey Barton was at Burnley, dragging the team forward with him, saying, "Come on, follow my mm-hmm. example," sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, but Fernandez, I'm not overly impressed with Casado. Are you not? I, I no, watched no, Fernandez I... playing for Argentina. Um, oh, that, after that's the World for Argentina, Cup, I well, after the World Cup, I, I, I was like, why have they spent so much money on him? He didn't stand out for Argentina. I've watched them in their qualifiers, and he looks really good. You can see why they spent a load of money on oh, him. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can see player. that. But in a Chelsea shirt, I'm yet to see it, to be to be honest. But, uh, yeah. you know, let's say Thiago Silva's going to be a stick. I don't think the goalkeeper, I think they've downgraded in the goalkeeper department. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mishmash, really, at Chelsea at the moment. It would be interesting if Martin does play at left-back, because... I did wonder last year if we went up to the Premier League with Martin as our left back, whether he'd be good enough defensively. Mm. And I'd, 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 I'd be really interested to see like him up against Brun Larson. Yeah, Brun Larson actually, because yeah. he's he's pretty quick, is mm. Martin. So I think he'd be able to mm. cope with Osho probably. But someone smart like Brun Larson taking him on. Um, that could be quite an ironic thing, couldn't it, if we beat Chelsea as a result of Martin playing left-back for them and us exploiting his defensive weaknesses <laughs> after we've reportedly bid £30 million for him. <laughs> exactly. That would be wonderful. Has he, has he been playing at left-back, though? I thought Cuccarell played at left-back. On... Yeah, he's been more midfield, hasn't played he? At, played at right-back, mm-hmm. Cuccarell, didn't he? Oh, did he? The, I didn't know that. Right. Le- Levi Colwell played on the left, and uh, like I say Martin came on for Mudrick, who was playing left mid. It's so, a, so Posh obviously doesn't fancy Matson as a defender either, by the sound of it. Well, see, so he's played. In fact, I mean, he can play left back, Colwell, but he's more a more a centre half, isn't he? That's hmm. like, so that 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 right side. Let's like, say so whether it's Cookeraya, Gusto, you know, Reese James is obviously a very very, you know, if if injury prone, very very good uh, footballer. But uh, yeah, I'd like to. Hopefully, it's Gusto or Cookeraya. What about our starting eleven then? Um, after a win, it's it's a classic dilemma, isn't it? Do you change your winning team? But um, especially after waiting a fair while for a win, but um, mm. there are some possible changes we could make, and it's a different opponent, very very different opponent. Woody, are you looking at any switches? I mean, Vinny will change it up, won't he? I think I think you bring Brune Larson in. Um, yeah, definitely. There's there's a bit of a question mark, I think, about Amdouni. I'm on the fence about him a little bit. I feel that his head drops when things don't quite go for him. You know, he, he seems to play in flashes. Um, and I don't know whether there's a, a, a better a better option there, but his flashes are exceptional. Let's put it that way. But other than that, mm. I'd I'd keep it I'd keep it pretty much the same. I don't see much reason to change much else up, really. Keep on keeping on. Probably let's say Brun Brun Larson for me to start. You know, probably Coleosho to make way, but uh like the the back, you know, the back four is pretty much picking itself at the moment. You know, Cullen starts, Burge starts, Brownell starts, you know, Foster starts. I think, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. So who's who's on the other wing then? If Brune Larson's on the right, who were playing on the left? If you're not, if you yeah, if you're not sort of, if I'm, you know, let's say if I'm Doody, uh, he can play that right hand side. I don't think we have we seen him on the left as much. That's no, I'd, I'd love so. to see Z- love to see Zorori, but uh, I don't know. We, we, well, that leads us on to the that leads us on to the Zorori issue because there was some suggestions being made that the reason he wasn't uh, even featuring was because of an illness. But 
apparently that's not true and it's just companies said it's just a selection thing we've got a lot of players of the same level but Justin, you're a big Zorori fan, as as am I. Um, yeah. Are you are you a bit puzzled by all this? I am a bit puzzled. His exact words were, "We have a lot of players who are at a similar level, so we might have to leave one out." Now uh, that that comes that came obviously after that fabulous performance he put in against Salford. I, I know it's Salford, and and you know you can take that with a pinch of salt, but you don't play like that in in the starting lineup. Three assists. You know some fantastic, uh, some fantastic football, and then not even make the squad for the next game. That seems really, really weird. Um, and I'm surprised he hasn't played more altogether. In fact, I, I mean, I thought um, last season he definitely looked like one of those players who we would have no worries about his ability to step up and, and become a Premier League player. But it's just not. I mean. What we have to remember in all this is we don't see everything, do we? We don't see what's going on on the training pitch. We don't. We are not party to the conversations that they have between themselves. Yeah. So it strikes me that there's every possibility that something behind the scenes has happened that we don't know about because it, it, on the face of it, all things being equal, he should have been in the starting lineup against Luton, never mind on the bench. Uh, and the fact that he wasn't suggests that there's just something else that we we're not aware of. Yeah, we're not aware of, are we? I mean, and 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 this is you know this goes back to to what we talked before about journalism as well, doesn't it, Chris? Because you know what happens on the training ground. Sometimes you can pick up bits and bobs from people now and then if something extraordinary happens. But most of the time, we're not. You know, even even journalists who are there every day covering the club aren't watching the training sessions. They're not allowed in. So. We don't know if Zoro is not putting the effort in or whatever it is. Um, not suggesting that's the case at all. Um, but are, are you a bit baffled by it, really? Because you know, you thought he would have started yeah. against City. I mean, he got he got sent off after coming on as a sub, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that sort of. I suppose in the. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure me age. I'm I'm a bit old school. Me if, to, to me, if you do pretty well in a game and you pick up three assists. You're knocking on the door, but in this, you know, this modern day where you know Guardiola, you know, is it, how many times is it like Foden will come on and score a couple and then not play the next game for City, and it it seems to be no marker of whether you play the next game when you know how well how well you do prior. But uh, I don't know. I just it, 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 we 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 all had really high hopes, and it's so frustrating. We want to see him get you know pick up a run of games and, and get into that groove and show us what he can do. Because I think we, we, again, we talk about that high ceiling. I think you know, he, he's got that. You know, he's an exceptional player. So what are we going for prediction-wise? We'll round off with a quick prediction round. I know we all hate predictions, <laughs> but um, let's do them anyway. <laughs> Woody, you, go on. How, how are you feeling about it? You, you, you've got that, you, you that greasy optimism yeah, in you this today. Uh, I can feel it. You're welcome. I'll go, I'll go 3-1 Burnley. Oh, it's going out on a limb. There you go. Well, don't ask Madness. me and then go, oh. <laughs> no, because now we're going to go 3-1 as well. Have it. <laughs> it's a great prediction. No, no, um, I think it's going to be tighter than that. I, I, I think it'll all hinge on that first goal, won't it? If we if we score a goal first, um, I, I'll, I'll go I'll go 2-1 to, to Burnley. Boats? I'll, I'll say I'm... I'm 
fingers crossed they can nick a one nil, get that first goal, and uh, and see the job through. Get that to get that clean sheet as well. Right, I'm going to have to out optimist Woody, I think, because uh, I just think there's going to be a game come. We've shown the scrappy side. We've had the unlucky side at Nottingham Forest. We've we've had the be a completely outclassed stuff against Villa and and Spurs and City. I just think there's going to be one game where it all just clicks and all our attacking players, when Lyle Foster bangs in two and I'm doing his first time shot against Luton, he did absolutely everything right there. The mm. ball was slightly behind him. He hits it first time, but it's just it's just straight at the keeper. Unfortunately, there's nothing wrong. That's going to go in bottom corner one day. Um, I think it's all all, all going to come together in one game. And I have a feeling that Chelsea might be the unfortunate victims of the day when uh, it all clicks for Burnley. So I'm going four one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have gone three one if Woody hadn't already claimed it. Four you one. Know, <laughs> all right, brilliant. Well. That's been good. Good chat. And uh, we'll be back again uh, to debrief on that on Monday uh, and look into how it all goes and whether our predictions look absolutely ridiculously (laughs) over-optimistic or not. You can make your own judgment on that over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime, of course, don't forget to follow us on social media at Behold Podcast. Leave comments and tell people everywhere you can. Let people know. Just give us do us a bit of a favour and, and tell people. Thanks very much for the uh, positive feedback as well. Some nice stuff. Um, some complaints even that we didn't do an immediate debrief after the Luton Town game. Where was the Wednesday morning show? Well, we'd have been cutting it a bit short for things to talk about today, so we thought we'd leave it a day. But, but we'll bear that in mind. You know, if people want to hear debriefs the day after the match, we'll we'll do as best. But. Uh, We all have lives and jobs as well. So thanks very much indeed for joining us and have a great weekend. Up the clarets and enjoy that sweet smell of victory for another 24 hours or so.